The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Mash. A roundtable of Cowboys insiders. Dropping wisdom. And offering sizzling takes. On the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. That's right. Media Mash, Media Mash number one for the 2023 season. I'm Newey Scruggs, along with Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com, our first opportunity to work together. He is Jean-Jacques Taylor, the author, former Cowboy beat writer, and the longest tenured beat writer. The man has seen everybody since Chan Gailey. Watched all the comings and goings. And still, the champ. And bad juju himself, Clarence Hill, my dog, <laughs> Theta Theta, Mega Sci Fi. All right, Clarence Hill. Can we turn around now? Yeah, turn around. Okay, I was you did your thing. I, I see now you're on camera. I, I didn't know what you know. We got our cue. Okay, I'm sorry. Now I know. I'll tell you what to do. Um, <laughs> Nick, give us a health update of this Dallas Cowboys team as they get ready to face the New York Giants Sunday night on NBC Five Sunday night. Football. Yeah, absolutely. A couple of uh, interesting injuries going on this week. Tyler Smith uh, strained his hamstring. Um, I believe that was on Monday. And uh, still working throughout the, the the course of the week, trying to get back to practice by the end of the week is what Mike McCarthy said today in his press conference. So uh, that, that's probably the biggest storyline, I think, within the team right now, uh, because you take Tyler Smith out of the equation, then you're putting in a left guard that, you know, we had all going into training camp even, we had, we had anticipated this something having to happen at left guard if someone went down. And sure enough, it's probably the worst of the five that went down. So uh, that, that's starting off with that. Donovan Wilson calf strain that he suffered on the very first day of training camp, still working back from that. But Mike McCarthy, it's starting to feel like he's close. I don't know if Sunday is a realistic timeline for him. That's just me theorizing. Uh, but he also said he's hoping to get him at, at, uh, at practice by the end of the week. And then we got Sam Williams, who's dealing with his turf toe, was also working off to the side today. Uh, and, and we'll see how he goes throughout the week as well. So here's a question I have about Wilson. He got hurt early in camp, but he's been off a lot. Doesn't he need some type of ramp up, you think, before he just throw him out there against someone like the Giants? Yeah, and that's what I would think too. You know, I, I don't think one day of practice would be something you would you would feel good about going into the Giants game, but they need Donovan Wilson in that game. You know, especially with the challenge that that's presented with Darren Waller. You know, you you want to have your safeties there. You want to be able to give J. Ron some some extra help in the in the defensive backfield. So, you would want Donovan, but you would also hope that he can ramp up pretty quick and be ready for it, right? Okay, Clarence Go for Hill. it. Yes, Go for sir. it. First of all, <laughs> safety is that deepest position. Exactly. And 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 Donovan is more of a on-the-line safety. He's the one that plays close to the line, make linebacker. He's going to go after the quarterback. J. Ron Curse's job is to cover uh, the tight end. And and, and you do like uh, the depth you have in safety. One year, Thomas, the camp he had. Uh, certainly Marquise Bell, if, if they need to give him another week. They certainly need to give him another week. Uh, but I think the the, the uh, Tyler Smith loss, you know, we, we've talked all season and all camp, and Jerry talked on the radio earlier this week about the, the, the biggest issue they have is the lack of depth on the offensive line. And we open the season, the Cowboys open the season, possibly, most likely going to be without Tyler Smith. That's a big. That that that's big. So you, you know? think it's most likely he's not going to play? Well, I think that when you look at the course of the season, he's never had this injury before. Mike 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 McCarthy talked about that before. It's a tight hamstring. You don't want it to get worse. You don't want him to have one day. You don't want him to aggravate it. And a one week thing becomes a two or three week thing. 
And so I would more likely not go into the game with, with, with Tyler Smith for sure. Well, I want to touch your safety thing really quick. Do you think safety is a defense position on this team other than defensive line or bigger than defensive line? Oh, yeah. You would say safety's deeper than the defensive line? Okay. Well, that, Especially, I mean, that's probably it, where we it, disagree it, there. Well, well, now, Nick, well, you got a challenge in mind. Well, first, yeah, well, yeah. well, first of all, defensive line is different because there's ends and okay, there's tackles. Okay, I, I would say edge I would not say they're, they're deep inside. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So defense line is different. Yeah. First of all, the, the you know, and, and are you including Michael Parsons edge rusher? I am. Yes. I see. So I he's am. not a linebacker. Thousand percent. I'm not too yeah. sure what we're doing is the edge rusher a <laughs> linebacker. He lined up off for, the edge eighty percent of the snaps for last this, year. For this argument, the edge yeah. rusher certainly. But it's six and one and a half a dozen or one a one b however you want to do it. But but they are deep as safety. One reason why they're sure. able to keep six safeties and just three linebackers. Of course, it's two linebackers because we include Michael Parsons in. <laughs> no, absolutely. <not. laughs> but would you would you feel more comfortable about a Donovan Wilson who hasn't really ramped up yet, or a young guy that hasn't really had that experience playing against again divisional again, opponent? Same thing with Sunday Tyler night. Smith. We're talking about week one. Yeah, we're, we're, we're yeah. talking about week one. And again, it, it's Donovan's job is not to cover Waller. It, that's J. Ron Curse's job. You know, and, and, and so you, you have other guys that can do some of the things that Donovan can do. And, and again, it's a long haul. Yep. We're talking about 17 weeks. We're trying, talking about the big goal of winning the Super Bowl. You can't win the Super Bowl on, in the season opener. And so you're going to side on, on, on caution and most likely sit Donovan and Tyler Smith. They should. Yeah. Shall I? I'm still trying to. I, I didn't know we was at the at the sit Tyler Smith stage on Wednesday. I, I, I didn't. That either. just seemed like I, a I lot either. to me. How's it a lot? He just he has a hamstring strain. It's not you know it's not just a tight hamstring. At first day was a tight hamstring. Now it's it's it's, it's a strain. I mean, can we can we give you know, Britt a couple days to work his magic? Can we put some electric stimulus on? Can, well, I mean, can I, we just I, take I, it? To, I mean, we're I mean, obviously him on Wednesday. Can we just go till so Friday and see what happens? Friday the day that they just do a stay day. You they know, don't practice. You know, they don't practice on Friday, right? You know, it's the only one. It's the only beat writer who covered the Super Bowl winning Cowboys team back in the day. Oh you know, I covered Jimmy's yeah. last team. See, that's why. Were you in Dallas? Were, were you in Dallas covering Jimmy's? Or were you in Austin? Uh, I was in Austin, and oh, we would boy. come up to cover oh, games. Yeah, not, what about not, you? Not, not, we, you weren't embedded. No. You were not embedded. That don't count. No, you covered the team. When the trash can you, got thrown you, by you, Michael You weren't embedded. You were not embedded with the team. You was halftime. This is where I throw in that I wasn't born. My point is, and even with Bill Parcells, you never have to make a decision to make a decision. It sounds like my friend Chill has made a decision. No. And, and, and my, I'm just saying, my decision is informed. My decision is informed because I talked I, to some I people. I didn't say it wasn't informed. It's, I just said, I just said, and I, I wouldn't care if I was talking to Mike McCarthy. I'd be like, can we just wait to? Can we just see how it go? We can assume, or we can think that okay, what's the action if if he can't play? But it, Wednesday's just seems a little I, tad early to just rule I, the man. I, out. I did not rule. I said most likely. I, I, I did. Cook. Oh, couch it. I did couch it. Right. I certainly couch it because I don't make the final decision. But oh. I did talk to some a front office person on the practice field today, and they talked about you know, obviously, and Mike talked about it earlier today. You know, you're going to weigh the importance of this one game okay, over the course of the let's, season. Let's different go to things the like next that. thing. Who, who, you. How do you feel about the backup? Left hey, a, yeah, go ahead, scoop. Well, no, we talked about that. Of course, I said the first thing I said was their questions. At that, that's the biggest question on this team going the season is the, the the depth on the offensive line. Okay, can I use your word? So, who's most likely? You don't go. You don't go. Okay. Okay. At least he's played before. You don't. You don't is the most likely guy from right. from the intel I got today. You know, right. Austin Richards is there, but but most likely is Udoga. 
how do we feel about that? If and he hasn't, he's been out too. Right. He hasn't practiced a lot, but he has played before. He has been in batting practice the last couple of weeks. So he just, you know, he didn't play in the preseason, but he he's ramped up and ready to go. And I think in first game, Detroit. I mean, um, I got Detroit on my mind. Uh, Chicago. I mean, not Chicago. Oh my God, <laughs> New York Giants. Giants. You'll find New York Giants. Jackson, Giants. You gonna say Colorado Jackson State next? <laughs> TCU? Um, you want a guy who at least has played before <laughs> as opposed to a youngster. Now, I got a lot of moving parts these days. You know, the president is JJT Mitty, but oh there's a lot God. of moving parts. And uh, those parts just came to the forefront. Uh, that's all. Well, Detroit and Chicago got moving parts. But well, I mean, I could tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but he'd have to kill you. He'd have to tell you, but he got to kill you. But, but anyway, so, yeah. So, anyway, just from my understanding, it will most likely be if he can't go. And, and, and you know, obviously that's, that's going to be a dis- big decision. Yes, you want Britt Brown, but again, you're weighing – if he has a hamstring this week, it's not going to be completely healthy Sunday. You may get him ready to go, but do you want a chance straining and making a one-week injury, two- or three-week injury? Yeah, that's, that's what you I have f- to weigh. I feel for that, man. That's what you have My to weigh. My whole point was at least you got a veteran who has played there and who you don't think would be intimidated by being in New York and at least can just do the things you need him to do so that your offense can function. I'm told 50% chance of rain for Sunday, according to uh, NBC5 chief meteorologist Rick Mitchell. Oh, that's good for you. Nice plug. <laughs> so there is a uh, – when you talk about hamstring strain, you know. You don't want to do that with that weather. Yeah. Right? If it's wet out there, you know, it's just something, it's, it's just something else One to think. One more thing to consider. I'm not, yes, I'm not dismi- dismissing what I you said. I wasn't dismissing either. We're just, just, we're just having a little conversation. early in the week. Right. I think that's regardless, all. it's going to be tough against that defensive front, especially in that interior with Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, whether it's Tyler Smith working on a bad hamstring or Chuma Idoga trying to just hold his own. It's – it's going to be tough, especially with a new offensive system and they're working in a bunch of different protections. It's I, well, That's going to be a big spotlight. So one of the things that is being talked about by the New York, New Jersey media is the fact the Cowboys have won four straight and 11 of the last 12 contests. And that has to be getting on the nerves of, of a few of the Giants who've been around there. They're not that many because they, say, they, yeah. have, they have had a lot of turnover there between yeah. the coaching staffs and, and, the new, and the different general managers. But still, the writers, you know, they're going to get after you about it, talking about, hey, you know, can't beat them Cowboys here. Well, Cowboys have been a better team most of the time. The Giants have, yes. have not been that good. So I, I don't really find it that surprising. And in today's NFL, man, where the, where the players change so frequently, I don't even think it's that big of a deal. Uh, was it 50% of your roster almost gets overturned most years, at least 30% of it. So there's not a lot of guys who suffer through 11 of 12. There's a few who suffer through four, but not 11 of 12. I mean, the Cowboys have owned them since Dak Prescott's been quarterback. And then one loss in that streak, Dak Prescott wasn't playing. I mean, you know, so they, you know, he he has a chance, I think a chance of tie Roger Staubach is the longest streak uh, in this series as a starting quarterback. Uh What's going to be different this year? I mean, they can talk about it. They can use it as motivation. Is that going to change on paper with his supposedly the better team in the Cowboys and, and, and that success against them? I mean, we'll see. Obviously, you have to do it. And Mike McCarthy talked about it. You know, the last year and the history had nothing to do with this year's game, but you certainly like the Cowboys' chances. Everything is set up here for them to break that streak if you're looking at it from the Giants' perspective. You know, you're on your home field, on prime time. Um, you have a young team that's really starting to come up and, and not really be on the bubble anymore. They've won a playoff game last year. They're starting to find their stride. And uh, possibility that a left guard is not going to, starting left guard is not going to be there. So everything's working into their favor. I would assume from the Giants' media perspective, it's like, okay, go ahead and take this one for once. But uh, we'll see. I, I, I still feel really strongly about the Cowboys' chances on Sunday night. Yeah, I think this new offensive system. 
system, it's going to get off to a hot start. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it rolls from there. I don't think it's complicated. You take Dak Prescott or you take Daniel Jones? Take yeah. Dak Prescott most weeks. Yeah, and, yeah. and you, as you talk about the Cowboys not possibly not having Tyler Smith, have we seen that Giants offensive line and the way the Cowboys have owned them? You know, they were, you know, gave up, you know, the most pressures of anybody last year. And, yeah. and the Cowboys know how to get after the quarterback. So I still take the Cowboys defense line against their offensive line and the Cowboys offensive line over their defense line. Piggybacking up what you said, the Giants are going to have a, a rookie center in this football game. So, it, look, this is why we love it. It's it's Wednesday. It is install day. Sunday's coming right around the corner. We actually do have a football game tomorrow. Kansas City taking on Detroit. Man, I, that's on NBC. I'm excited. Football is here. We're going to take our first break when we come back. Some news that's happened in the National Football League that affects the Cowboys' best player. We'll dive into it on the media match with Clarence Hill. Fort Worth Star Telegram, author Jacques Taylor, former Cowboy beat writer, and Nick Harris of DallasCowboys.com. Newey Scruggs. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And woo, me too. These smoothie bowls start with acai and pitaya and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls, only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more. The bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL Collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash Hugo Boss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. We got big personalities. We got big hair, big belt buckles. We got fans all across this big state and enemies in every other one. We even got a big star on the 50-yard line. Smirnoff knows football is a wee thing, an experience that is best enjoyed together. With good drinks and good folks home or away, we rally together, we cry together, and we always rally cry together because, most of all, we got big love for them boys. Smirnoff, we do game days. Please drink responsibly. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. They are working the phone so you know things are happening here. Bryce Dad, Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram, author Jacques Taylor, Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com. I'm Newey Scruggs. This is the Media Mash here. Okay, Michael Parsons about to get paid, Nick, because Joey Bosa got paid. If you're Michael Parsons, you have to feel good. You got to feel yeah. good about this. Yeah, absolutely. Nick Bosa just got a five-year, $170 million extension, making him the highest-paid defensive player in NFL history. So the floor has been set, right? Uh, are you asking for 175 if you're Michael? What are you asking for? I think you give Jerry a break. That's for 172? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what's wrong? Mike ain't taking less. The, the number's 170. 
he getting all of his. Yeah, absolutely. He's absolutely. getting he getting all of his. He's gonna he's got to go up. It's got to go up. One seventy two. You think he just want two million more? I, I can't. He just want two million I, I more. I can't. That's called a year just, from now. That's called resetting the market. A year from now, the cap can go up more next year. That's on this year's cap. Cap can go up by 10, 15 well, million that, next that year. It depends on whether he can uh, whether he can get the hardware, whether he can get a Super Bowl, whether he can get defensive player of the year, the question, whether he can lead the league in sacks. Well, the question is, when do you do it? And, ASAP. Well, I mean, because the price ain't never going down. I understand that, but it ain't never but, going down. Uh, let me let me finish. Next year, you also have to do DAC. You also have to do CD, and neither one of them taking less. They don't. I mean, I don't think less is the question. The what question is where you fit. Like. They okay, all, that doesn't mean Dak is Dak ain't. I, I don't think Dak is going to be the highest paid quarterback in the league. Yeah, unless he's he wins be, Super Bowl, he's he gonna be fifty plus because that's okay. that's the going rate. I don't think CD is gonna be one of the top highest paid receivers. He'll be somewhere. He's gonna be top three. I don't think he's gonna be top three because why you look at me like that? Because the top three right now is uh, is your guy in Miami and it's Devontae Adams and it's jo- Justin Jefferson. He ain't got heels yet, did he? Jefferson doesn't have his. No, yet. but he. I said the top three receivers in the league. Those yeah. guys both average what they average, and Jefferson will surpass them. CD is not in a class just yet. Now maybe at the end of the year he will be, but right now he's not. Another. And so he like Trayvon. You get slotted. He gonna be top five perhaps. But well, what I'm just saying, that's the difference between top five and number one. That's all I'm saying. Well, he gonna be twenty five plus. 25 million a year plus. However you want to look at it. The bottom line is they're all big deals. And they're all right. not they're not That's bargaining. Fair. Ain't nothing bargaining. He See gonna be he, well, he gonna be top 25 million. Is it 30 million, 25 million plus? You still have to out my point is you have to fit all those deals. Yes, Dak is not gonna get 58, but he's gonna get over 50, which is what the what the thing is. He's gonna be 25 plus. And then you got this Michael deal, which is going to probably be the richest contract for a defensive player ever. Okay. How, you know, that, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot Steven, of stuff. Steven Jones what? got a chemical engineering degree, dog. I feel well, good about him. Which, which, which leads me to believe if they want to get that, uh, they need to get one done during the season. Yeah. So you don't have to do – under this cap, you can get somebody put some of that money under this cap. This season, so in the off season, you can work on those other two. I think CD is the most important one to get done first, in my opinion, because once the Jefferson one gets done, then that, that at least sets the market. He's not going to exceed Jefferson, but that at least sets the market and gives him a, a pointing spot. You know, well, so you get it done before well, Jefferson. Well, just see how much Burrow jumps at the quarterback market. That's that's very valid, but I don't think. But are we are we comparing Dak to to Burrow as we're comparing Lamb to Jefferson? There? Yes, yes, we are. We ain't even comparing Lamb. To I, I'm Jefferson. talking contract money. I'm talking contract money. I'm talking say. contract money too. That, that got more than, than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can make that case. But there's also Actually, that, that deal Dak, was done three three years ago now. Dak has, I mean, um, the market's reset. Dak I has, know. That's the thing about Dak is Dak has leverage. You can't cap. You can't franchise me. A Fifty nine million dollar cap figure next year. That's why he has to get done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Dak has leverage, and leverage is worth. A and lot you have of to money. lower Dak's cap figure to get those other two done. You don't want to go into the next season with Dak's fifty nine million hanging over your head. So you yep. need to get Dak done to to create room. For the CD deal or the Micah deal, I, I agree. I think you get both done during the season, though. But yeah. I think you need to get CD done first. That's my opinion. Who's CD's agent? Uh, he's CAA. It's my boy out of Carolina, and I can't. My mind has gone blank. But Derek uh, Gilmore? No, 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 no. Gilmore's not CAA. Uh, it's 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 actually a brother. Uh, I think he's looking through his phone for the contact. <laughs> I yeah, right. am. I cannot. My mind is gone. So you texted him this morning, right? Just, yeah. just fine. <laughs> so the, the the question I was just trying to ask, and, and, and 
Which agent do you think would be easy to work with? <laughs> no, Dax I don't agency. know. This, no, Ty France, Ty France, Ty France. I already hit him over the head. He wanted. There's no, no. There's no. But the, wiggle room there. But the so good news know. about the Micah deal and possibly the CD deal is that you still got him on a rookie deal, so you can. That, that was the biggest mistake the Cowboys did with Dak because they could not. You know these contracts, even like some of the quarterback contracts. When you get when you get them with the rookie deal, so you can manage that that finally get a rookie deal to massage it going forward. But Dak got all of his money because rookie deal was up, and so you know that's the good news about some of those other deals that you can kind of manage it with the rookie deal and have that last year your rookie deal to play with to lower some of the early money. But uh, now they nobody's cutting less, N- not not at all. Uh, Dandy and Sexton, I believe, is what Chris Beam said. The CD, CD. No, it's not true. Oh, Tory. I'm sorry, Tory Dandy. Tory yes. Dandy. I, I, okay, I thought you said Sexton. It's Tory Dandy. Tory, Tory Dandy's Dandy is his agent. And, and Sexton and Jimmy Sexton too. So, Tory Dandy's his agent. Okay. I know they they got a lot of agents there, but Tory Dandy is the guy who. That's who, his who, main. That's point. his. That's his point. Yeah, okay. that's his guy. Okay. My bad. So I'm sorry. So we call up. We call up Tory. So let's get to work. Let's see if we can find some common ground. They've been doing that. I mean, you know, he's the one who did Debo's deal, you know, and all that other stuff. He's Debo's agent, you know. He, you know, he. They've been talking. I'm sure they 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 talked before. He, you know, uh, they picked up the fifth year option. You know, they, they there have been conversations, but until the deal is done, it's not done. Same thing with Dak. So, we got three names here that Jerry's going to have to take care of. Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, Micah Parsons. Do we see it going the way that we once saw Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, and Amari Cooper, where Zeke reset the market, Dak reset the market, and CeeDee tied? Well, I, I, I think that Jerry pays his guys. As, as much grief okay. as he gets, you know, with, the, with Zach Martin, his top guys get all of their money. You know they don't. You know he don't. You know he. I. You know I think Tyra Smith got a BS deal a long time ago, and they kind of got him in the room and, and, and made him take less. And I made Travis Frederick may take less, but but most of the time these guys who have big time agents, they get all their money. And Jerry pays. It may may take a while to get there. Okay, you going back to the Des Bryant, <laughs> but you know it may take a while. Even you know the Zeke, but at the end of the day, just like with, with Zach Martin, he gonna cave and pay his guys. So based on what you're telling, we should expect Dak Prescott to get done first. Yeah, I think I think so because he got the biggest deal, and then once you get it done, his can be reworked. And as Clarence said, you can work, you can work the other ones in and in and around it. Plus, he got the most leverage from position from the contract in terms of you can't put the franchise tag on him, you can't trade him. You got to come to him because he got his fifty nine million dollar cap number, and so it just makes sense. Plus, his agent is probably the one that will give you the toughest negotiating perspective. And so he's the one you need to go get done because then the rest of them can follow after that. Plus, there's no pressure to get Mike. You want Micah done, but he still got a couple years left. So there's no pressure to get that one. You want CD done, but you kind of have a ballpark where he should fit in. Dak is the wild card. I agree with you on Micah. I, I, Dak still gives the team the most flexibility, um, whereas CD's deal, the price raises every game that he plays. Um, so I, I'm very curious to see who they would go with first there. All right. And, uh, so and, and one where do we think CD fits in into the league? Say that again? Where do we think CD fits into the league? Like when I say, you know, uh, Tyreek Hill. Chase. And, Jefferson. Uh, is he top ten? 
Yeah, I think he's top yeah. 10. Okay. But what are we talking about? We're talking about there's a difference between top 10, and top 5, top 3. You know, are you Devontae Adams? He's I don't think so. Three. He's not top three. Right. So that's why I say you know kind of where his slot is. You just got to get him in there. The problem here is that it's like last year. When Dak is on the field and CeeDee's on the field, he puts up big numbers. Look how his numbers jumped after Dak came back. And if Dak plays the full season, his numbers are going to demand it. Even in the Texas Coast offense? Definitely. His numbers are going to deny. He get another 100 catches, another, you know, 1,100 yards. 1,100 yards is not special in today's NFL. 100 catches. three. I mean, I'm 100 just saying. catches, 1,100 yards is not special in today's NFL. He's coming off 1,600. Okay. I, I was just throwing a number. Yeah. Okay, 100 catches, 1,600 yards, he going to demand top five money, top yep. three money for sure. I, I think we saw Diggs get paid top five money. I would say that's the floor. If you're the agent for CD Lamb, the floor is my guy's got to walk away top five, average, minimum. Yeah, we, we agree with that. I yeah, agree. no, no doubt. I mean, I think he's top five as as as, as it is because you know, you talk about Devontae Adams, they're older. We're talking about the young guys coming up who gonna get the money, and and you're talking about the Jefferson, you're talking about Chase. Certainly, Tyreek Hill just got paid, but but after that, CD is that guy who's gonna who's gonna be in that conversation. All right, Giants game coming up here. Who's one player on this team you are looking at to say, I want to see what this person brings game one. Nick. Um, let's start with, uh, goodness, that's a good one. Just, just one, just one Stephon guy. Gilmore. Okay. Stephon Gilmore. I, I, I'm very curious to see what he can bring to the other boundary, how much that will help the defensive line. Um, I, I think it's going to be a trickle-down effect throughout the entire defense. So I'm very curious to see how he does. Jacques? I want to see um, Stephon Gilmore. You see that for real? Because um, I know what I know what uh, Trayvon can do, and I know Stefan is a little older, but he's a little mature. I just want to see his impact on the overall scheme and how he, and if he can raise his tandem and his defense uh, to help them get to the highest level. And I say that because if you look at last year, it was always like, well, Trayvon is cool, so let's kind of go over here to this other corner, whether it's Anthony Brown or whether somebody else, and see if we can make some hay. Well, now in our minds, you can't really do that. And so I want to see Gilmore do his thing. Chill. I'm just going to do the Stephen A, the undisputed, and go with the low-hanging fruit. It's got to be Dak Prescott. After everything that's been said about him, talked about him in the offseason, what he's had to go through, hear, listen, you know, Trey Lance coming in, going to take his job, all this other stuff. Let's go. Sunday Night Football, everybody's going to be watching Dak Prescott scrutinizing everything he does, every play he makes. Yes, he's had a great career in owning the Giants. He's a continue owning the Giants. He's the guy everybody's going to be talking about Sunday night. I agree with you, but I'll just go different since you already said it. How about Brandon Cooks? Yeah, I was yep. thinking about him, and also I was thinking about the running back. Tony Pollard? Tony Pollard. I think about the connection that we all we saw at camp, and you're like, okay, that's, oof. Like, you're like, man. This, this could be good. And we know the track record of Brandon Cooks being able to get 1,000 <laughs> yards from any and everybody. Whether right? the quarterback was Hall of Famer Drew Brees or just regular old Joe Schmo, this dude's going to find a way to get a grant, uh, get, get his $1,000. So, uh, I said 1,000 yards. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he could do because I just believe if Cooks is out there getting his, 
At some point in time, your safety, you're going to have to go double him, which means you can be leaving C.D. Lamb and you could be leaving Michael Gallup one-on-one. Uh, you could have Tony Pollard out in space. I mean, I just think that— well, The possibilities are good, man. Yeah. I mean, right. that's why you want Dak surrounded by weapons because Dak, to me, is not a guy who wins on arm talent alone, even though he can make all the throws. Uh, but when you put him with weapons, he plays well. When you take him away, for whatever reason, he doesn't play nearly as well. It ain't all that complicated. Well, and he had horrible weapons last year. Agreed. Uh, and he actually played pretty well for most of the season. I mean, I, we, we we get caught up with the, the interceptions, but, I mean, the Cowboys averaged 28 points a game when Dak Prescott's their quarterback. And they've done it the last three years. And the, and the offense was efficient in making plays. But, but yeah, it, it's it's – but Cooks is going to make a difference. I, I, I can't f- emphasize enough how bad that receiving core last year was, how much more talented they are this year with Brandon Cooks, certainly with the healthy Michael Gallup, with the Jalen Tober that's taking the next level. It just looks night and day. I saw it in training camp last year. I talked about on this show, no touchdowns in training camp. None. I mean, it was it was few. <laughs> we talked about it with CD and the Mavies. I don't care. Some people's hollering about Dennis Houston and everything else. It was nothing. Okay, this guy didn't even make the team this year. He was starting game one last year. That tells you all you need to know uh, about this game. Somebody was on on, uh, on Twitter last night and were watching the Giants' coverage and how they were covering the Cowboys, and there was no respect for Noah Brown and, and, and the receivers outside of that. I mean, outside of uh, Lamb. Lamb in that game. And there's no way they can play the same coverage against this team with Brandon yeah. Cooks. I think the really big difference, too, with Brandon Cooks being back on or just having another weapon back on this team is last year the offense felt very boomer bust at times. You know, you either went out and scored 40 against Minnesota or you were dropping an egg against, you know, name whoever. So I think Brandon Tennessee. Cooks brings, yeah, exactly. Uh, Brandon Cooks brings back that consistency. It brings back, you know, the extra weapon to be able to open things up and not be able to just rely on a couple of weapons or rely on, you know, CD Lamb if the running game's not working. So. Consistency is going to be the biggest thing. It's interesting that you, you guys, you brought up Brandon Cooks and, and you brought up, uh, you got both of y'all brought up Stephon Gilmore. What those two veterans have added is in the locker room, professionalism, you know, teaching, you know, certainly the talent speaks for itself. You know, the upgrade of Stephon Gilmore from Anthony Brown and whatever they had at cornerback, is, 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 you can't even say enough about that. But Trevon Diggs finally has somebody he can look up to and learn from. I've been asking for this. Last year, when I wanted Von Miller, bring somebody in here with a ring who other people can can look to. Gilmore obviously helps. Uh, Cooks has played in a Super Bowl too, and and lost unfortunately lost lost both of them. I've been saying that for a number of years. I believe that's what they need. Go back to the Cowboys when they finally got over the hump with Jimmy. They bring in a Charles Haley who had two Super Bowl rings. Hey, guys, this is, this is how it's getting done. This is what you need to do. So I agree with this mentality all day long. Yes, Mike McCarthy has won as a, a Super Bowl as a head coach, but it's different when you've got guys in the room. And I've had conversations with, with Rodney Harrison, who I've gotten to know through the years over at NBC Sports, and um, it makes a difference. When you have a guy that can – like Rodney, you talk about how he and Teddy Bruschi were the food police. <laughs> oh, dudes. They saw a young guy coming in here at McDonald's. Oh, McDonald's again, huh? Really? You know, they, they would be on these guys. And already you, you've seen where Gilmore's talked to Diggs about how he eats, right? You know, how are you eating? And oh, by the way, where did Gilmore play? Play New England. So that's stuff that matters in a place like that. Now, that's, that's great, and that's the type of leadership you want, man. 
Um, I was talking to uh, Hankins today, Jonathan Hankins, a little bit about that in terms of helping Mozzie and, and teaching him some subtleties of the game and how to take care of, the, take care of his body as he gets into the season. And all of those are great, man, especially – you know, you hear a lot about, especially when it comes to quarterbacks, guys don't want to – it's not that you're mentoring somebody, you're teaching them to take your job. You're just being a good teammate. Like, we want to win this year. Here's a way, if you can do this and this, I've done it, I've had success with it, you can do it, it'll help us win. Uh, because we all know, man, when you win, there's plenty enough credit to go around. Everybody's getting paid when you win, uh, especially in Dallas. So share the love, share the information. It can only make your team better. All right, resilience was the motto, slogan, theme for the Cowboys last year. There is a new one. We will dive into it next and get everyone's thoughts on it right here on the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com radio. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboysvip. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboysvip. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more. The bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash Hugo Boss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. We got big personalities. We got big hair, big belt buckles. We got fans all across this big state and enemies in every other one. We even got a big star on the 50-yard line. Smirnoff knows football is a wee thing, an experience that is best enjoyed together. With good drinks and good folks home or away, we rally together. We cry together, and we always rally cry together because, most of all, we got big love for them boys. Smirnoff, we do game days. Please drink responsibly. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Media Mash, right here on <laughs> DallasCowboys.com radio. Man, wearing the Rice Dad hat. Right. <laughs> Full-time dad. Empty nester, sir. Empty nester. Uh, clear to Boy, that nest going to get in. Okay, I'm going to let it go. Watch your mouth. Watch I'll let your it mouth. go. I'm Watch just going to let it go. Jock Taylor, the author, he's got a new book out, Prime. Go ahead and tell us the rest oh, of Oh, I was going to say, man, it's Coach Prime. Co- Coach Prime. Deion Sanders in the making of mid. But, uh, I spent last year in uh, Jackson State with him. And so uh, I, I spent all the time uh, going through his football season and how they uh, almost completed the perfect season and fell just short in uh, Jackson. But, uh, you know, it's relevant now. It had been relevant anyway, but it's really relevant because of what he's doing in Colorado and people want to know if he can sustain it, if he'll win. Uh, yeah, he'll win. And uh, I got all the secrets in the book. You were there in Fort Worth on Saturday to witness it all in person. 
No, it was a. It was even more impressive. Uh, now I'm not gonna sit there and say I thought they beat TCU. I thought it'd be a close game. Um, but the way they came out, you know, man. Here's the deal. We all looked at that game. And I looked at that game and go, okay, they won the toss. All right, that's good. They <laughs> deferred. That's good. They got the three and out for a defense that I knew that the coaching staff said, well, we'll see what we can do. We're gonna play hard, but we'll see what we can do. They got the three and out. Okay, that's good. Then you drove 73 yards for a touchdown. That's great. Then you get the red zone interception. I'm like, okay, see, that's right now. This is how, this how upsets happen. Just like this. No Just upset. like that. That's how they happen. Wasn't no upset. They're 20-point underdogs. That was an upset. It was an upset. It was an upset. <laughs> so, upset uh, in Vegas, but not upset on the field, baby. They was the better team. Yeah, I agree. They were the better team? Okay. They were not? Thanks. Chris. You're being quiet. Nick. I'm trying. I'm <laughs> trying. I, I, we, you went. So we start the show. Come back. I go to you, Clarence. I go to. And that's Nick's turn. Now you're just jumping in on Nick. Nick got things to say. Go ahead. I was really impressed by Colorado overall. I mean, we we had kind of known the talent of Shador Sanders and Travis Hunter going in, but it was the guys like Dylan Edwards uh, coming out of the backfield, getting four touchdowns. That's not talked about enough. And Van Wells at center being able to kind of hold up and you know keep some respect in the trenches because I think at least for me going into the game, I was like, hey, you know, Colorado's got these great skill guys. Uh, you know, um, they had a couple other receivers that were doing really well as well, aside from Travis Hunter. But it's going to be the trenches. That's going to be a really tough struggle for them. And Van Wells right up there in the center, man. Uh, he's from uh, Houston, CEK high school down in Houston. He did his thing, man. So really excited to see them throughout the year. Colorado going back to the Big 12, They the, the, one of the keys is the pipeline they used to have to Houston. We remember Andre Gerard when he was there. They, they <laughs> used to have it, man. They had yeah. it. They had a pipeline to Houston, and when they went to the Pac-12, that kind of dried up. I just remembered Friday they had a press conference out there where they brought in Commissioner uh, Brett Yormark at a Big 12, and right. they brought in Colorado's president, and they brought A.D. Rick George there. And right. There were all kind of fans around Fort Worth. I mean, they, they came out to support Dion. They bought in. And then to see two television stations from Denver come down. That's yeah. In today's media climate, you usually don't get the TV stations to travel like that for in a pro sports town. Right. They came down for the game. And I'm like, man, they've all bought, and, and, and the you folks, have, the people. You have to buy in because of the excitement that he brings and the charisma that he has. And he's really a good coach with a terrific staff. And, um, <laughs> you know, they play a certain way. And uh, Dion, man, he's always worth your time if you're a news organization because he's always going to give you something. Uh, if, you, if they win, he's going to give you what you got the other day. <laughs> and even when they lose, he's still going to give you something. And so it's worth your time and investment to be there because he also, Dion's a really smart guy. He also understands who was there and who was not there. And if you're not there now, but you try to show up later and you're in Denver, you're going to get the cold shoulder now because it's going to be like, no, you just can't come cherry pickers now that, now that we're here. And you can say that's right or you can say that's wrong, but we all know that at colleges, the football coach rules. Where do you think Colorado finishes this year, final record? Dude, we had one preseason game. I would say right now, I would say uh, I'm going to be conservative. Probably uh, six and six. That's mine, too. Yeah, six and six. Bowl team. Yeah. But that's a bowl team. That's that's an accomplishment. That's an accomplishment. Not only that, that's a heck of an accomplishment, but because they still don't have the offensive and defensive lines fixed. But what they're doing already, they did it in the locker room. They did it on the way to the airport, and they did it before the flight took off was, hey, Nui, you know, if we had you, dog, we wouldn't have gave up 292 yards rushing. 
Let me hey, Nick, you. you know, if we had you, dog, we wouldn't have gave him 500 yards rushing, dog. Hey, Chill, you know, if we had you, dog, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have gave him 42 points, man. So Clarence and I were on the sidelines, and, and we just saw – so TC had a lot of recruits down there, mm-hmm. and I ended up seeing Willie Pyle, uh, former Cowboy Safety, and his son, um, Jalen, good football player, being recruited by a bunch of Big Ten schools, and he was there. And then I just thought about it at the end of the, after the game. I was like, Prime going to go out there and go get a – Turn, go turn a bunch of these kids. TC, you brought no, no, like, work, right. And, and it's one thing I noted on the sideline. And then I talked about it in the press box, and, and I certainly talked about it after the game. But a lot of the TCU was big recruitment uh, day for TCU. Before the game, those kids were watching the Colorado warmups. They're TCU recruits, mm-hmm. but they were on the sideline watching the Colorado warmups. Not TCU. No, they were watching Prime and Colorado. No. This is a TCU recruiting day. They're watching Colorado, and that was before the win. What you will learn is that you really want, because this happened at Jackson State too. Uh, I, I was telling somebody that this weekend that it was the same thing. They had Alcorn, and it's Alcorn's biggest recruiting day, and it got to the point all their recruits on Jackson State side watching them warm up in the end zone <laughs> that the uh, recruiting guy came down and said, "No, no, 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 let's go, uh, uh, stop, stop it, stop it, stop it. other stop side it. now, stop, stop, stop. because stop. Over there. this is not working the way we needed to work." <laughs> right. So they yeah. had ba- Jimmy Dixon had basketball recruits there. Uh, I, saw, I saw Coach Eric Bell. He had a, he had a baseball yeah. coach. They, I mean, a bunch of folks. Man, they brought yeah, Nakia Cody's son was there, and he was a top recruit in Texas. I yep. mean, yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, man, they they, they this and now think of it. It's for everybody. It, it's almost like when Notre Dame comes to your town. Here comes the show. Everybody wants to get out here. Everybody's trying to get a ticket. So, um, look, I'm I'm happy it's coming to the Big Twelve. Now, I'm happy it's coming uh, to the Big Twelve. And they're going to win, man. It's only a matter of time because they're going to win because, one, everywhere he's ever coached has been he's won, and that's because he's a genius and a master at establishing culture. Uh, not everybody can do that, but, you know, Bill Parcells is a genius at establishing culture. That's why he can win everywhere he goes. Dion is a genius at establishing culture, and that's why he can win everywhere he goes. Just a matter of how long it takes. Perfect segue. Let's get back to the culture of the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, piggybacking on one thing before you go, and we're talking about the Micah deal. Terrence Parsons, Michael's dad, says, Michael going to get $200 million. <laughs> See, tweeting. <laughs> 200 <laughs> Y'all talking about 172 and 175 I was willing to go to 177 <laughs> 200 Terrence Parsons Jr. said 200 Not only is that QB money, that's good QB money. <laughs> <laughs> 200 uh, so you're saying that he's going to seize everything because of the money? Seize everything. Is, is that the motto? Okay. Is that the motto? The, the, the Give it all to me. You established the motto, right? Not seize the day, seize it all. All of it. Carpe omnia. omnia. Am I saying it right? I think it's right. Yeah, yeah. Omnia. Carpe omnia is the Cowboys. Um, that is their their theme, their slogan this year. They're giving out the shirts. Uh, giving out the the hoodies, which means seize everything. So I guess that's what Michael Parsons' father is already on board. <laughs> that's it. Take it that's a good idea. Take it out. He said, that's "Thank it you, out. thank you, coach. Thank oh, you, the, thank you. That's a good idea. This is the this is the Parsons family's look. We're going to Jerry. Seize everything. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, let's do this tomorrow. Nick, are you back tomorrow? I'm not. Okay. We're, see, we're, I'll we're see you next Wednesday. And ran him off. <laughs> I'll be back tomorrow. We're, we're okay. Hey, listen. Hey, I, I loved my first debate with Clarence, by the way. That was great. That was a lot of fun. You were ready. I, I, so I tried to prime you up. So, all right, Nick Harris, Dallas Prime you up. Let's see what you did there. Make sure you're reading his work over there. Jock Taylor, Coach Prime, the new book is coming out in October. Can October we pre-order? 10th. Pre-order right now, baby. 
wherever Amazon, okay. Walmart, okay. Target, okay. Barnes and Nobles, Willie's Chicken Shack. Wherever you can get it, can I available. get my review copy, sir? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Well, advanced copy. Yeah, review copy. Well, okay. Well, advanced copy. We talked that off air. Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram. That is our show. Thank you, Chris. Being Clarence, shut up. We're done. Y'all what, pubbing what? up the stuff. I'm pubbing Clarence. Drew Pearson will be at LBs with me, chilling the boys tomorrow, Thursday night in Arlington. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. All right. You tell Clarence you watch the media match and he'll buy you a catfish plate. So go ahead. And Ella B's in Arlington, right across from the stadium. Thursday night, the original 88. I will not make it. By the way, uh, Thursday night is when football is going on. So NBC. We we game watching, baby. We We game watching. Got Got TVs. Going to be smoking cigars on the patio. A DJ. Yes, this is what the. Enjoy yourself. Empty nester (laughs) is going to get after it on Thursday night. Thank you, Chris Beam and everybody associated right here with this fine program. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!